0: Recorded live. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in tonight to the Word of Life Anointed Ministries weekly broadcast. Alive because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. We thank God for another opportunity to come your way tonight, bring you this broadcast. Thank you. Thank all those who did not think it robbery to come on this broadcast tonight. We give God praise, we give Him honor, we give Him glory for you, and thank Him for another opportunity to expound on His Word. Truly, God is good. His Word, and He's worthy to be praised. He's gracious. He's merciful, ever faithful and kind, just. He is our all in all, and we thank him tonight. We thank him for you. Thank him for this opportunity he's given us to bring you the good news of salvation. Before we go any further into the broadcast, we'd like to lead you to the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to come to you tonight. To come and expound on your word. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Thank you, God, for this opportunity you've given us for such a time as this. Lord, we bless your name. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. We say you're worthy to be praised tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name. You're worthy. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy and you're faithful. Thank you for being faithful to us even when we were not faithful to you. Oh, yes, God. We just bless your name tonight. We just bless your name tonight. We bless your name for this ramo you have given us for your people, for this time, for this season that we're in, God. We thank you for taking us through this season, God, because through many dangers, toils and snares we've already come, but you, God, have brought us through. You brought us through, and you will continue to take us through. So we bless your name tonight for blessing us in the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus, we say thank you, Lord. We praise you. We bless you in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Last week, welcome again to another session of life because of the Word. Last week we came to you, uh, or oh, bring to you. We began, we began bringing to you a series on prayer. And we're gonna continue where we left off last week, talking about prayer. Tonight we're gonna to talk about a little more a little bit about why do some prayers take so long to be answered and what do we have to do, what do you have to do to get your prayers answered? So why do some prayers take so a long time to be answered? Because the Bible tells us God is love and Page after page, we see the countless demonstrations of God's great love towards us. We read of his compassion and his promises, and we see all his willingness to use his power on our behalf. God is faithful. We know that to his people and to his word. But there are times, however, when we, we, as the very chosen of God, tend to rely on our five senses, physical senses to decide whether he is really out there, whether he's he 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 here he's hearing our prayers, whether he's gonna answer our prayers. We use our senses, our five senses, which is in the physical. Once we <laughs> once we pray our prayers are often are easy to look then we begin to look around for physical evidence to believe what we pray. That's how we use our senses. In fact, when we do that, it's like trying to see with our ears or hear with our noses. We must determine even before we pray that any physical evidence contrary to what we pray will not sway us into doubt and unbelief. We need to realize that the evidence which is God's word upon which our faith rests is far more reliable than what we can see. Regardless of the physical evidence, God's word is perfect, and it will never change. That's the truth of the matter. But sometimes it does help to have some guidelines to keep us within the bounds of truth so we can see and begin to realize, and it's not about our senses It's not about our senses. It's about our faith, and it's about the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 26, God says, put me in remembrance. He says he wants us to put him in remembrance. Just like he, uh, he tells us he, he he tells us to ask him, even though he knows what we need, he said ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. So with that and with this word from Isaiah forty three twenty six. That should put a new, a different perspective on how we pray. I know when I was a child, my, my, my mom would make me promises. I would always say to her, "Mom, you remember you promised me this. Mom, you remember you promised me that. Mom, you remember you promised me the other." And that would be from time to time to time to time. Okay. But that's just what God is saying here. God is saying to us in Isaiah forty three twenty six, in the King James Version, put me in remembrance. Remind me of what I said. Give me back the promises that I made to you, the prophetic word that I gave you some years ago, some time ago, that had not come to pass. Bring it up to me. Bring it up to the throne room. That's what he's saying. That's what it means. It, it like Jeremiah thirty three t- three says, "Call upon me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things." Call upon me. Oh, there, there you go again. Tell me about it. He said, and I will show you. I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. Call upon me. All you do is just call upon me. That's all I want you to do. Tell me what the situation is. Tell me what I promised you. Tell me what I haven't done. Yeah, that's what the word says. In the Bible, even Abraham, Jacob, and Moses put God in remembrance of his promise that he made to them. When we are in need, it's good to put God in remembrance of his promises to us. It also encourages our faith to confess his promises time and time again and bring them before his throne of grace. Bring them up to him. Lord, you promised. You said you would do such and such and such and such for me. You said you gave me such and such and such and such. You said you will supply my needs. You said. So I, 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 I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Even in the Psalm, Psalm um, 13, he says, "How long, Lord?" That's David asking God, "How long? How long must I wait? How long will You let me wait? How long?" If David can ask Him, just like the best, just like uh, 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 I just told you, Abraham asked Him, Jacob asked Him, David asked Him. So why can't we ask Him? It encourages our faith to confess His promises time and time again, and bring them before his throne of grace. Since maybe God has promised you something, never let go of that divine promise. Put God in remembrance. Confess his word. Let God know that you have not forgotten his promise that he made to you. Perhaps that prophetic word you got was 10 years ago or five years ago, but you haven't forgotten it, and let him know you haven't forgotten his promise. And let him know that you believe in his word and his promise for your life, and you 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 uh, 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 awaiting his answer. Well, how long, Lord? How long? How long? When we need healing, what is it? What is what 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 is it? We do when we need healing. We do not go to God and say, "Father, your word says I am the Lord who heals you." When you need yourself we do not. Do we not go to God and say, "Your Word says that you are a very perfect help in time of trouble." When we look for His protection, do we not go to God and say, "Your Word says no weapon formed against us has temp- shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against us in judgment we condemn." Lord, this is a vindication for me because that's what he says. That's our vindication. You are my strong tower. You are my shield. You are my rock. You tell him that. Yeah. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 23, verse 14, you know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Not one, he says, of your promises, have failed. Not one of the promises is given you has failed. He says, every promise has been fulfilled, not one has failed. In Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, he says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Just put, just as we put our physical parents in remembrance of their promises to us, with that confidence that what they said to us, they will fulfill that promise, that's how we should put God in remembrance of his promises that he's made to us. With unwavering faith and confidence, That what he said to us, he will fulfill it, no matter how long it takes. He will fulfill that promise. Yes, he will fulfill, because he said it. We are in a season, uh, uh, in the time, when we can recover things that were stolen or lost over these past seven years but we have to press in and contend for it or contend for everything that the enemy has stolen from us from the last seven years. We gave you that word, that prophetic word, in early January. God said this is a year we can contend for the promises that he has made. So I recommend you reading, Saints of God, I recommend you reading First Samuel t- chapter 30. Where you see, David had lost everything, and his followers were ready to kill him. But in the midst of his distress, he inquired of God and got a strategy. 1 Samuel 30, verse 7. He was able to recover his losses. And in chapter 31, 1 Samuel chapter 31, his life destiny shifted radically. It shifted. He went from running from the enemy to ruling as king of Israel. But it was not without battle. He had to contend for the promise that God had promised him. This is the word for 2015. This is still the word for 2015. Contend for the promises that God has made you. Inquire of God and get the strategy. To your breakthrough. Inquire of God. How long, Lord? How long? How long? Put him in remembrance. That's what he's saying. Put him in remembrance of all the promises that he has made to you. Because the word says God is not a man that he should lie not a son of man, that he should repent. If he has said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, excuse me, he will make it good. So if he said it, he has to fulfill the promise that he made. If he said it, he has to fulfill it, the promise that he made. So put him in remembrance. No matter how long ago that promise was made to you, he made you that promise, or he gave you that word. Put him in remembrance. It's not too late, sins of God. This is a year of restoration. This is a year of recovery. To recover everything that the enemy has deprived you of, has stolen from you, put God in remembrance. Remind God of what is happening to you. It is time to come out and experience a new level of healing and restoration. Healing, restoration, recovery, breakthrough. We're in that season. We're in that time. We're in that period. Give him back his word. Give him back his word. And contend with him. He said, oh, well, I don't want to make God feel bad. I don't want to say anything that will offend God. No, he said, put put him in remembrance. Tell him, well, Lord, how long? I've been waiting. You told me in 1980 or uh, 1999, Such and such and such and such and such. And this is 2015. How long, Lord? How long will you keep me waiting? How long before you fulfill your promise to me? You told me in Jeremiah 33:3, call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. And I've been calling. I've been seeking. I've been knocking. I've been asking. And you have an answer. How long, Lord? How long? How long, Lord? Yes. That's what he wants us to do, contend for our breakthrough. The enemy is not going to let us just get everything God has promised us without a battle. He is not. He is not. So if you think, you just sit back and just pray these prayers, oh, Lord, oh, oh, God, you said such and such and such and such, and oh, I, I, it hasn't happened yet. Oh, and God, I've been waiting, and I'm tired now. I'm tired. Oh, then the enemy say, oh, yeah, I got him where I want him to be, or oh, I got her where I want to be. her to be. She's tired. She's tired of, of of contending. That's why the word of God goes on and says, the kingdom of God is very violent, but the violent dedicated by force. It's by force, sins of God. Is by force. It's not with ease. It's not on a silver platter. It's not on the grilling tree. It's a battle. It's a battle. And we're in the battle. And as long as we are alive, we will always be in a battle. Breakthroughs never come without a fight of some kind. I mean have you noticed that the devil does not easily give up territory he has occupied have you heard the devil just relinquishing his territory that he's conveniently occupied for for a period of time and over and over again in the bible this truth is revealed to us so you need to understand if you set your focus on moving into the total favor of god Don't be surprised when the devil opposes and actively fights against you. He will fight you for what's what's rightfully yours. The devil has absolutely no desire or plans to bless you and your family or your children, to release you or release what's yours or restore you and, and, and yours. His only desire is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what God says. But God, being the perfect loving father that he is, desires like any father would to give his children what they need, more than they need. All the time, not sometimes. All the time. God is not a father who's reluctant and only after a lot of arm twists, to twist his arm, to release your blessing or provision to him. To, 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 to provision to those that belong to him? No. He said, Contend with me. Contend. Contend. Put me in remembrance. I believe that most of you know the story of David and Goliath. Many of us who have grown up in church uh, suck our teeth, and so to speak, on this story. Because it's familiar and popular, not just only with Christians, but with almost any, everyone who've heard. It. But I want to ask you to use your imagination and try to hear this story as though it, this was your first time. God is bringing our people into a season. He's bringing us people into a season of breakthrough. Children away from God are coming home. Houses are going to sell. Jobs are going to be secure. Health problems are going to be eradicated and healed. God is bringing about advancement, promotions, bonuses to the body of Christ. Addictions will be broken. Captives will be set free. But it will not happen apart from, from contending for those issues, contending oh, that's what the that's what the word says. The kingdom of God suffering violence, but the violent take it in by force because the anyway will not let go. He will not let up. He will not let loose of the promises, the the, the promises that are rightfully yours. When you come to this story in 1 Samuel chapter 17, that's another that's another scripture I would like you to read, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Read that and meditate on that. David has already been anointed king by the prophet Samuel, but before he can step into his breakthrough, he has to face a giant of a problem. Yes. He has to face the giant problem, Goliath. The breakthrough, that Goliath was a breakthrough to his destiny. And it was not going to come without a fight. No. Before you can move to the next level God has for you, you are going to have to face your own Goliath. Head on. Not backside, head on. And you have to take him down. You have to take your Goliath down. Breakthrough requires contending with giants that stand in the way and gaining victory over them. That's what breakthrough is, contending with the giants. Whatever those giants that are preventing you from from receiving your breakthrough. You have to face them all head on. Head on, Saints of God, we have to face them. We all have giants. We all have giants. But how do we face them? We have to go to God in prayer, ask Him for a strategy. Yeah, ask Him for a strategy. God, you know this giant that's in my way. You promised, you said in in your word, you said in a prophetic word that you gave me such and such and such and such. But there's a giant that's preventing me from receiving what you said I will receive. Give me a strategy. Show me what to do to contend with this giant so I can take this giant down. To receive what is rightfully mine. Huh Then he says, "Oh, okay, I I see my child is interesting." And then he begins to tell you to do things, different things. You know, maybe he say take a fast, or maybe you say take uh, uh uh go on a on on a, on a prayer fast, you know, or whatever he might tell you to do. But you have to go to him for a strategy. Your Goliath may not. Carry around a sword and a shield, more likely his weapons are unemployment, the Goliath weapons that he uses against us, like unemployment, people abandoning us, rejecting us, depression, anxiety, sickness, disease. Poverty, those are the giants that he confronts us with. Barrenness, marriage, and he withholds those things from us. So what we got to do is contend for the breakthrough. Contend. For those things that are rightfully ours, that God has promised to us. Your giant may not parade up and down, taunting you. He? he might not parade and press up and down in your office, in your bedroom, or in your classroom, but he brings bills to you that you can't pay. He brings temptations to you that you can't resist. Those are the giants. Those are the things that he will bring to you that will distract you and keep you from receiving what God has promised. Things from your past. Things from your past that you can't shake. You can't get rid of, and because you can't get rid of those things from your past, you can't step into your into your future, because these things put barriers, put up barriers in your life But I'm here to tell you tonight. Don't let those giants keep you from receiving everything that God has promised you. Because he is faithful to perform it. Everything that he has promised, he is faithful to give it to you. But you have to contend. You have to contend with him to show you ways to show you strategies, to show you what must be done for you to receive your breakthrough. This is a year of restoration, a year of breakthroughs. Thanks of God. Do not get weary. Do not get weary. Do not get weary. Do not get weary. Press. Toward the mark. Press on. It is yours. It is rightfully yours. Receive what God has promised you. Because he's willing. He's still able to do exceedingly what he promised, what he said he will do. Call upon me, he says, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. So he's waiting for us to contend with him for the promises that he has made to us. So let's make up in our mind that we're going to contend with him in our prayer life, in our prayer time. I remind him of those things that we're waiting for to be answered. Remind him. He said, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. I already know that you need such and such and such, but you got to ask me. You got to ask. So in the the process of asking, you contend and tell him, Lord, I've been waiting, and I'm still waiting, and I'm not giving up because you promise in your word. And your promises are yeah and amen because you're not a man that you should lie. Once again, we thank you for tuning in tonight to this broadcast. Tune in next Wednesday night again to another session of Alive Because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up your people to you tonight. Those who did not think it robbery to come on this broadcast tonight. Father, we present them to you in every situation that confronts them, in the name of Jesus. And we ask you to touch them, honor their heads to the soles of their feet, meet every need in their lives, in the name of Jesus. Not only their needs, God, but also give them their heart's desires. Whatever they have asked you for, what what sorry whatever promises God you've made to them, God. Tonight we contend for the promises that you've made to us, God. We contend for every promise that you've made to us and you've given us. We contend for those promises to come to pass. And we put you in remembrance of your word in Isaiah. Chapter 43. We put you in remembrance of those words. You've made. You've made those words. You gave us a promise. And we put you in remembrance of those of those promises. In Isaiah 43, verse 26. We thank you, God. We thank you for your promises tonight. We thank you, God, for filling for fulfilling every word that you've promised us tonight. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, Father, we give you praise tonight. We give you honor tonight, and we give you glory, God, in thanksgiving and praise. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in. Tune in next Wednesday night again at 9 p.m. God bless you. God loves you, and I love you. Good night.